Falling Forward by John C. Maxwell. Summary from 4-Minute Books. Written by Nikos Kuke and read by Craig Trailer. One sentence summary. Falling forward will help you stop making excuses. Start embracing failure as a natural, necessary part of the process and let you find the confidence and proceed anyway. Favourite quote from the author. Fail early, fail often, but always fail forward. About three hours ago, I handed an exam in full awareness that my grade is going to suck. I failed. Despite my best efforts, I wasn't prepared well enough. Sure, the exercises sucked, but that's just how life works. Yet, here I am, writing my summary, continuing my day. That's the exact kind of attitude John C. Maxwell wants to teach us with this book. Failing forward is about losing some of the conditioning we've all come out of high school with. The paralyzing fear of failure. Even for the most talented of us, there's no question if we'll fail. It's a matter of when. Once we do, the real question becomes how we'll react to it. That's where John's idea of failing forward comes in. It's about seeing failure as a horizon, but still moving ahead with confidence. Here are three lessons to help you change your perspective. One, even if a failure isn't your fault, take responsibility for the future success. Two, the only way to make failure useful is to learn from it. And three, focus on three things to make the most of the opportunities you get. So, ready to stop falling and start failing, but failing forward. Let's learn how to stumble our way into success. Lesson one, you might not be responsible for your failures, but you can sure take responsibility for your success. This year, the G20 summit took place in Hamburg, Germany. It's an important political event on a global scale with some of the world's most powerful countries, leaders sitting together, talking about economics, finances, health, security, and so on. There are always protesters demonstrating for certain causes during the event. But this year, it was engulfed with a wave of vandalism. Masked men stormed around the city, destroying everything in sight, just for the fun of it. They torched cars, ruined public facilities, and trashed entire stores. I remember seeing the owner of an organic grocery store standing in his $500 loss. This failure wasn't his fault by any means, but how fast he turns it around is up to him. A similar thing happened to Greg Horn in 1997. His store was destroyed by the Kentucky floods, and guess what the only thing was he didn't insure it for? Water. Instead of giving up, though, he took the responsibility of getting back to success. He continued to support his 80 employees and scraped together $1 million it took to repair everything. Within 21 days, he was back up and running. It's not always about your fault when things go wrong. But when you give up and sit and wallow, that is. Lesson two, turn failure into knowledge and knowledge into success. Maxwell tells an interesting story from another classic book, Art and Fear by Ted Orland. The teacher of a ceramics class divides her students into two groups. She told the first group, 
they'd be graded based on how many pieces they created over the course of the class. The second group was supposed to make just one piece of pottery, but make that the best they can. Your gut might tell you the second group should produce better work. But actually, the first group completely outgunned them when it came to quality of their creations. Why? Two reasons. Reason one. Making multiple pieces took the pressure off every single one. Failing wasn't so bad. And reason two. Going through multiple stages of failure allowed them to learn from each one and improve their next piece. This is how failure leads to success. When we put too much pressure on ourselves, we often don't have the stomach to revisit our failure. But how else should we find out what we did wrong? Make more. Quantity over quality. Be determined to understand your failures and then improve each time. Lesson three. Three things to help you make the most of opportunities that come your way. When your perspective shifts and failure slowly begins to transform into the stepping stone it actually is, you'll be much more willing to take each and every single opportunity that comes your way. But just because failing isn't so bad anymore, it doesn't mean you should set out to bomb on purpose. Instead, try to make the most of each shot you get. John suggests working on three things to ensure you do. 1. Set clear goals. Specific goals have benefits on many levels, but the most obvious is that for each opportunity, you'll instantly know whether to take it or not. 2. Work on your social skills. Even if it's just about keeping more opportunities coming, mastering networking, communicating and bringing people together around a shared cause is worth spending some time on. 3. Keep a positive mindset. I know, optimism doesn't come natural to everyone, but I think it's the mindset most worth working on. I truly believe it's what most of us confuse with happiness. These are just starting points, but not only will they help you make the most of failing more, they're even great skills to practice falling forward in. The point is to not let setbacks set you back for too long. I hope this book will help you do that. Failing Forward Review John C. Maxwell's most popular book is The 21 Infutable Laws of Leadership. This one isn't quite as practical. It's more on the inspirational side. But if it gets you to adjust perspective about failing, even slightly, it'll be well worth your time. If you like this summary, give Failing Forward a go. What else can you learn from the blinks? 1. How long it takes entrepreneurs on average before they succeed. 2. Who's responsible for the new Coke disaster. 3. How to draw dividends from your failures. 4. One of the most inspiring stories in the history of tennis. And 5. Why taking your bike or walking instead of taking the car might not be as much safer than you think it is. Who would I recommend the failing forward summary to? The 33-year-old brick-and-mortar store owner. The 65-year-old hobby artist who's frustrated about not getting anywhere with her new hobby. And anyone who shudders at even the thought of a test.